podcast. My name is Ash and I'm an environment artist in North Carolina, USA. And my name is Jasmine and I'm an environment artist from Cologne, Germany. So today's special guest is Luisa Dennis and she works at Acquire Akira Studio Game Studios. I'm sorry, I'm sorry so much. I practiced this before and of course it's so wrong. <laughs> Don't worry, everybody says it's wrong. It's, so it's our internal joke already. Yeah, Don't I'm worry. in it now. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so she's been involved at the studio there, and we're super excited to have her here today. Thank you for joining us, Louisa. Ah, thank you for inviting me. <laughs> so we're so um, excited to have you, and um, just to start off super casual, we wanted to ask you how you actually got into 3D and what led you basically into your current job right now. What was the initial moment where you're like, okay, I want to do this now? as in my actual job this is my calling i'm going for it <laughs> uh well i actually went to uh university for game design and it's it was a three-year course and we had to learn uh, everything about it like uh game design programming uh, level design everything but i was really uh, uh fell in love with 3d uh, especially character 3D art, uh, but around the uh, sometime around the course, a friend of mine actually introduced me to ZBrush, and I've been hooked ever since. <laughs> and um, I graduated uh, uh, sort of like two years ago, I guess, and. I started uh, doing some freelance job and working on my portfolio because I wanted to have something uh, ready to start working at a studio because I don't really love freelance work. I actually wanted to work uh, in a huge group, in a studio. Uh, so I started looking for... Uh, a studio position and I started like sending messages to everybody I knew in Brazil that had a studio like are you working are you looking for a 3D artist in games and a friend of mine in Akiris who is today my uh, lead game designer uh, he said yeah we are looking for uh, a 3D artist for a new project and he showed me my portfolio in there and people really liked it, so I got the job. And now I'm working at Wonderbox. And uh, I started working there, not even as a character artist, oh, actually. Okay. Yeah, uh, it was like my, actually my first job. So I was pretty junior back then. And we, it was really in the beginning of the project, like, so, we were still starting to like figure out some of the the art style, so we didn't even have character work for me to do yet. Mm -hmm. So I started doing props and very simple things at first. So and now here I am. <laughs> awesome. And uh, did you enjoy doing a bit of prop work at the start at first? Was this like uh, out of your comfort zone a bit? Or did you think it's actually nice to do something different for a while and not jump into characters straight away? Uh, no, yeah, it was fine. Actually, it took a little bit out of the, the weight mm. of it for me because I started doing very simple things. Yeah. And now it took a 
a little while uh, to get into the the studio vibe, yeah. like knowing everything, learning how uh, they were doing, learning how to deal with uh, a new engine because I was used to uh, working with Unity and mm-hmm. we work with Unreal. So uh, it was nice that they gave me uh, smaller stuff at first. So you, I, I was able to learn a little bit more, especially because uh, Wonderbox is a, a game. Uh, it's mostly aimed to be uh, played in mobile games, mm-hmm. like it's for Apple Arcade. So we, you can play it even on your TV if you have Apple TV, but we know that most people will be playing on iPhones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have like... Uh, restrictions uh technical restrictions like the game has to run in a mobile so uh the modeling has to be very low poly so it was interesting for me to uh to get uh, this at first because i learned a lot about some fundamentals in like very low poly modeling Mm -hmm. that some of the stuff i didn't pick up at university so um uh, a lot of stuff i actually i i never really saw online mm-hmm. it was the kind of stuff that you only start learning because you are at a studio yeah. you have people with more experience in uh, teaching you uh, this stuff so it was very interesting and what's also interesting to me you mentioned that you took some time after university to build your portfolio and get it ready for a job how was that experience for you did you feel stressed by doing that or did you set up like a plan for yourself until when you want to achieve that many portfolio pieces to feel ready mentally and also like skill wise how was that for you because I'm almost graduating too and it's a bit daunting (laughs) to think about like what's afterwards but so I'm always super keen to hear how other people dealt with that yeah um well I guess it was a little bit easy for me because uh my parents had a have a, a very stable financial situation, so I had I hadn't had uh, pressure from them to be like you need to get a job now and move out now. So I was able to calmly, like as you said, make a plan and do like okay, I need to fill this and this and these gaps mm-hmm. that I I feel like is missing from uh, from my skills and. And I knew what I needed to study. I knew what I had to do. So I actually made a plan and said like, okay, in, I don't know, six months, I have to have a portfolio and some experience like uh, freelancing actually helped mm-hmm. like to not have like, I could say like I had some job experience yeah. not to go into a studio and say like I never worked before. So, so yeah, I actually did make a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's too, it's too stressful a little bit. It, it's weird to get out of college and not know what the future mm. holds. So good luck. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, something that's kind of being talked more and more about, uh, I think in social media circles is that, um, a lot, um, uh, a lot of what has to do with, you know, like, uh, quote unquote success is just how much support you have. And you mentioning that you had a really good support group with your parents, like that they weren't 
pressuring you to do something one way or the other immediately really helps um, because, you know, when you're under pressure, you can often, I think, um, make poor decisions in the short term thinking it's for the long term, like, like working a lot of like harmful hours or whatever. But sometimes if you have a support group and like your parents or like your partner, or if you like live with like friends or whatever who can kind of be like yeah like we can help take care of like this that and the other so you can focus on whatever you need to do it really does make a difference um and it's yeah. it's kind of important to like you know like like um admit I don't want to use the word admit because it sounds like a bad thing but just like say that that happens <laughs> because people don't succeed by themselves it's often a community effort to get someone to where they want to be yeah I, I totally agree because uh, we can't lie, we can't pretend that like it's the my reality is the same as most people. Like uh, most people do need to get a job, uh, even while they are studying or they can't even go to a new university. So I can't just say like, oh, I I, I just had to work hard yeah. because because it's not it's not really yeah. that. It was easier for me, but. Uh, I agree with you. I think uh, people should uh, try to find support, whatever they, whenever uh, they can. Uh, if it's not in their family, like uh, maybe finding people uh, that want to work uh, on the same thing as you do, or or already working um, yeah. on the same stuff. Like I think this is uh, the thing that that I liked more about uh, university is that I was able to actually meet a lot of people uh, that follow the same path mm. and are still my friends today. Like I have, you actually know one of them, Jasmine Pedro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, um, I have like this group, uh, it's a Discord server with a lot of people that study together and we help each other a lot like uh, motivationally and like sharing knowledge and sharing job positions like uh, whenever we know like hey we have an opening in this studio we, we can't like show you your show uh, your portfolio to them like help you so and and I was able to to meet these people because of universities so I'm very glad that I went and I think people should uh, try to find this whenever, whatever they can. Yeah, like even, um, I think, broadening it also, like when you think about the art process, it's not, you know, going to be as effective if it's just you, you know, like sitting at your computer, working by yourself, critiquing yourself or whatever, like you can do oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so much nicer to be able to have like, those couple you know friends or, or or like a mentor to go to to be like uh hey can you look at this and get you know some new eyes some new perspective on it like that also is you know like a community sort of aspect to what we do like I don't think you know a lot of projects that get off the ground if it was just one person you know like trying to make things happen like you need you really do need a team and a support network in that way yes I think it helps also later with the mindset when you work in a studio because it's going to be similar there too that you're constantly getting feedback from your teammates and that you're working in a group and 
having that already a bit in your personal projects maybe gets you in that right uh, groove of that and that you don't get suddenly shocked that you're in a studio and everyone's critiquing your work and saying you need to change things or fix things because I guess that's maybe difficult for some people to have that realization that they're working somewhere and it's not like that anymore that you're just working on your own project by yourself with no input from outside basically but I think nowadays with us being all online and being on Twitter and sharing our work on there and in online communities like Discord you get used to it quicker which is a nice practice in itself too I think for later yes yes I think uh making games is uh in fact this is what I like most about uh, working for games is that you are never really working alone. You you have to do uh, work for something that is bigger than just what you are doing. Like I'm not being paid to just sit down and make 3D art. I'm getting paid to make a good game. Like if if I make an amazing model and it doesn't work in game, I I didn't make an amazing model. Yeah. Like. So, uh, yeah, you, you have to learn how to not take things too personally, how to listen to critique and all that. Uh, uh, it's good for you. It's good for you to listen to others and, and grow and learn. Yeah. And also, like, expressing your ideas, actually. Yeah. Like, if, you, if you feel like you're doing something that should be heard, you you should say it like it's not always gonna work out like people uh it's not up to you sometimes people will not take your idea but it's important to speak your mind too for sure i think um kind of going to like the communication sort of like note and talking about your work i think that is a underrated skill perhaps um, I think it, I think that kind of lives in like the soft skills sort of like camp, um, the communication part. Uh, and so it's so easy to kind of just like, um, like exist in like, oh, I need to get better at, you know, like this skill, this artistic skill or whatever. And um, I was actually talking to someone about this the other day who's still in university and they're trying to write a paper. And we were all in voice chat and they were like, yeah, I don't really know how this is going to help me, you know, be a better uh, game developer. And I mentioned about how something that's helped me uh, be a better communicator and just get better at talking about my own work is by writing blogs about them on ArtStation, because it kind of makes you think about, you know, like why you're doing what you're doing. And I think that even though, like, in university, you're going to have to write papers that are boring, you know, very, very boring, and you may not like the subject matter on it, I think, like, if you can take away, like, the core sort of, like, key message with it, it's just basically trying to get you to be a better communicator and get better at writing out your thoughts about a thing. And I think something like that will... um, benefit you for sure like long term because it's always like this collaborative effort you know like you always have to communicate with someone about whatever and being able to communicate clearly uh will you know save you from a lot of pitfalls like later down the road and and then also on top of that like you were saying just like like kind of speaking confidently about it 
and, you know, like kind of believing in your stance, whether or not it's, you know, like something that will get used or not, or whatever happens with it, kind of just like expressing yourself, I think helps a lot as well, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like I had, um, I think I was really lucky because as I mentioned earlier, I uh, started working on uh, Wonderbox right at a, uh, at a very early stage of the project. So it was a small team back then. Um, and we were starting to build this new IP and build a new art style. And even though I was very much uh, uh, very new and uh, I was a junior, uh, people actually uh, would listen to me and actually ask me what I was uh, thinking, what I uh, if I had any ideas, uh, it was always a very uh, collaborative project. Like even like for like programmers to to give input in art, and we could give input in, in game features, everything. So it was really fun times. Like uh, I was, I managed to to learn a lot about what is like. Uh, uh, building this this new universe from scratch, and and I needed to be like that. I needed to communicate very well. I needed to listen, and I needed to say my mind. And I really feel like I was heard in a lot of uh, stuff like there that are in the game uh, were things that that I I helped create. So uh, if people uh, they are looking to to start working in, in game development, have the chance to be in something like that, like enter a project right at the beginning. I think it's a very nice experience that will uh, give a lot of uh, knowledge. And yeah, it's really, it's really cool to see something take life, you know, <laughs> like at, at a point there was like, um, uh, that that realization that wow this is actually a game this is working and i get to play something i i made so it's a it's a very nice feeling to have um kind of moving on to uh, a little bit of what you're talking about just now uh this is your first mm -hmm. sort of like big job and yes. i was curious about um, any of the challenges you kind of like faced when you first uh, started, like, because like you said, you had done a little bit of freelance work before, but working in a more collaborative setting brings its own sort of challenges and maybe its own sort of unique pressures for you. And I kind of wanted to know about your experience working, you know, in the first couple months of your first job. Um, well, uh, it's part of what I, I said, like, uh, actually getting into the mindset of working with a bunch of people that are doing different things at the same time. Like, you have to know very well who do you have to look for uh, when you have a problem. Who do you like? Uh, like, I needed to to talk to game programmers and animators at the same time. And I needed always to be uh, like receiving feedback from a bunch of people at the same time and knowing like what 
could I do to help and what I shouldn't do, like what a, uh, sometimes I had to step back and like listen to people who were my leads and like uh, actually like uh, do what they said instead of like trying hard to do something that was that I was trying to do. Like, okay, I think that will work. And my lead was like, no, I think that other thing will work. But sometimes I would just like try my thing and it wouldn't really work. And the lead was like, well, you had to listen to me sometimes. So this, uh, so this was something I had to get used to. And um, I think a lot of patience as well. Like sometimes uh, we get too attached to what we are doing and um, it's not always going to go our way. Like uh, there are a lot of factors that uh, take place in making a game. And um, sometimes something is not going to be as cool as uh, the team wanted to be or uh, we're going to have to do something um quicker because we have a deadline so managing expectations is something we have to to do all the time and learn to 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 live with this i think it's very important and know that um even even if it's not perfect it will be nice <laughs> like people will like it and i think we we are often the people um who criticize ourselves the most like we we are always trying to make everything really perfect and uh which is good because we are always striving to do better but you can't take it personally if it's not perfect like uh, it will be good even even though it's not 100 what if you thought it would be you know, that's um, quite a hard pill for me to swallow. Like, it's so interesting that oh. you, <laughs> it's so interesting that you used the phrase, like, managing expectations, because that's kind of been a mental sort of mantra for me this whole year, um, especially mm -hmm. after like stuff with the virus kind of like kicked up, right? Like, it's like, like everyone's really stressed out everyone kind of feels a little bit bleak about the future manage your expectations so that you're not so hard on yourself working under yeah. this unique <laughs> kind of stress um and it's been hard because you know like um like you want it to be you know perfect like you like I think to myself I think I'm probably at maybe uh 75% like like um, productivity like in terms of how much productivity i can have like if it's normally on a on a you know normal year is 100% this year it's like 75 and i can't hit 75 every day and i can't make something yeah. <laughs> that's like you know perfect at 100% every day either and kind of giving yourself grace with things like that and kind of like you were saying like being okay with it not being perfect but just making sure it's nice um yeah. and that it, it you know like it works and you know kind of thinking from like the personal project aspect which is like what I'm knee deep in right now like if, if it's at least nice then it has the potential to be like better if you have time to like swing back around on something at some point like I don't like to plan things out 
to be like, oh, I'll come back to it later. But like in the case where it's like, I really hate to let it go, if it's at least like good, if it meets that level of like good, then it's like okay to move on from it. And it's, I think that goes into what you're talking about, about managing those expectations. It's hard. It's really hard to do that right now. And like 75%, I think, I think you're doing great, honestly. <laughs> so like this year, 75%, you're on a roll. Yeah. Like really, don't, don't worry. Just, just go for it. Yeah. Because it's, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's tired. Yeah, everyone is tired. My goodness. <laughs> um, yeah, like uh, something else that I'm kind of curious about as someone who is hoping to kind of step her foot into you know like the employment pool sometime next year I was wondering about you know like did you feel like you had to work faster when you started working like because everyone's kind of at a pace right that's set by someone else like did you feel like it was hard to meet the pace that everyone else was working at or is it kind of like more chill I don't really have like a good read on what it's like with things like that oh i I think um, I think it depends um, rather on like where we are on the project. Like I had uh, like some moments where I had to work really hard because we had to uh, deliver stuff uh, quickly. Because usually uh, the art part has to be uh, ready a little before the programming part because they uh, the programmers have to implement everything that we do so we have to be a little bit of a little bit ahead so usually when programmers are like uh, doing extra time to get the game done we are chilling like we are already did what we had to do so uh but mostly no i think i think it was um pretty pretty okay like Honestly, I think I, um, I think we we plan things uh, really well, and uh, it hasn't been uh, super hard to to keep up really, um, especially uh, for characters. Um, we it's it's just me and another artist um, doing characters right now, and uh, we sometimes um sometimes we have to work uh, a little harder but we usually stay uh, pretty steady like we don't have uh, a lot of of work uh, like a lot of uh, demand <laughs> i think <laughs> that's the word <laughs> but i think i think it's okay i think if you go to a, a studio that worries about uh planning uh you won't have a lot to worry about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting, like, you said, like, it's just you and someone else doing the character work. That's a lot of, to me, that would be a lot of pressure. Like, if I was working somewhere <laughs> else and they were like, yeah, so it's only you and one other environment artist, like, I would uh, shake at my desk, you know? <laughs> but it's like, oh, no, it's, it's, uh, everyone's going to see all of my stuff. It's going to be a lot of, like, me yeah <laughs> uh, yeah it's um uh i don't know i think it's fun <laughs> i think it's fun to have uh uh just us two working because um uh, 
when we have a problem, it's easier, mm. I think, than dealing with a bunch of yeah. people. Like, we can just uh, sit, uh, me and him, and our uh, lead and work through it. So, and, and we work really well together. Like, uh, it was somebody else in the beginning of the project, but uh, and he was more experienced than me, but he left to work uh, on an animation studio. It was really good working with him also. But um, yeah, when, when you have good energy inside the team, everything, it's easier. Like, um, and we are not, we're still not a, a huge team. Like, it's not triple A work. And uh, I think we managed very, very well with, with what we got to get today. It's really nice to have like a night like a tightly knit team because you get to have a lot more say maybe in some things or ownership as well than being like in a huge uh, team of people do working towards the same thing. So um, it's nice to see that you um, have this kind of experience on your first job. I think that's uh, great to have actually because you get to learn probably a lot more as well, taking a lot of responsibility, which um, helps later down the route. Too as well because it's interesting I had the exact same thing at my internship I was the only environment artist on the team and oh, wow. <laughs> having that as your first job experience can sound very daunting but when you like pushed into the cold water in that situation you feel like you grow like um, 10 times faster almost because you yes. have to because there's nobody else uh, doing the work but, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but it's uh, still like a nice confidence boost at the same time that you are able to do this uh, on such a small scale and the result you have in your game right now is amazing so it definitely is working super well <laughs> thank you <laughs> i'm glad yeah it's it's a challenge but it's a good challenge yeah like uh it, it, it's it's exciting yeah and uh, uh, people will be understanding, like your leads will be understanding of uh, the level you are in, what responsibilities responsibilities you you take. Um, obviously, not every studio will be as forgiving. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so you you gotta try to to pick a place where you you fitting well. Like you, you can see that your energy, like it's the same as, as the other people. So, but yeah, it, it's usually a, a, a good pressure. Like it's a pressure that make you, makes you grow. Definitely. Yeah. Um, geez, like a pressure that makes you grow. <laughs> that still sounds really scary. I'm just going to like, hold <laughs> uh, I think that, I think for me, since there's like a lot of unknowns, with situations like that and then also kind of the pressure that um you can easily put on yourself like like you've worked really hard to get to this point and you really want to do your best and things like that and like I don't know it's it seems kind of hard to keep your head on straight in situations like that <laughs> just, just hypothetically right like for me just hypothetically um but it's it's nice that you have like that kind of perspective about it because it's a very you know it's a more positive perspective and I think it kind of helps you when you're going through maybe um like a little bit more of a rough time like you can kind of remind yourself that you know like you still got this and this is just making you like a stronger like person to work with and a stronger artist and kind of like 
encouraging yourself in that way, I think is, is really good that, you yeah. know, you think about it that way for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. We can get into our own heads yeah. very often. And um, yeah, it's good to remind um, that as, as Jasmine said, you're going to be okay because you will have to be okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> you will find a way to do what you have to do and um, there will be hard days and, and bad days, but uh, the results are usually very, very rewarding. It's, there will be very good experiences. And sometimes, as you said before, the expectations we put on ourselves are 10 times higher usually than the expectations right. others might have from us, especially yeah. when you go to a job. Like, I always have this thing in my head saying, okay, everyone expects this much from me and they all think I have to be this fast and I need to be doing this and everyone is yeah. perfect at everything and I need to be perfect too. <laughs> so um, it's like you get into this mindset and then when you're actually there, you see not everyone knows everything either. <laughs> Everyone's just kind of doing things how they think it's yeah. going to be fine yeah. to do. So um, I think it's always this um, this unknown that makes you scared. But once you're in there and see that everyone, it's like the saying in German, everyone cooks with water at the end of the day. <laughs> it's like uh, yes. the same when you work somewhere. <laughs> yeah, everybody makes mistakes. Yeah. Like um, I once, uh, <laughs> I once broke the game. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> like I, <laughs> we uh, we have to to send stuff um, uh, in the game, and I I. I made a mistake and I actually had to erase like five hours of everybody's work. Uh, and people were like, oh, okay. Like we, we expected that somebody would do that eventually. <laughs> like, and we can fix it, but let's not do it again ever. <laughs> but it was like a very sad day because oh. I was like, oh my God, I, I broke everything for everyone. And like five hours gone and five more hours to get everything oh, back no. so but but it happens exactly like, it happens to anyone you found a loophole yes. basically <laughs> 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 it's like qa testing in a way yeah <laughs> nice so uh we're gonna take a little bit of a short break there and we'll be right back wondering what's like your main role in the production line and is there anything that was like your favorite part working on it so far like any interesting insights or what you notice that is very different about how the studio approaches uh, specific parts of the game uh well now i'm only doing character work and um my favorite part um i think it's uh it's the overall style. Like, um, I really love how everything looks. It's it's just the kind of thing that I like to do. Um, everything is um, it's very uh, simple. Like we have this world that is made by blocks, 
but it's not like Minecraft. We don't have like sharp corners. We have everything's kind of rounded. So just uh, like the the environment that is made out of blocks, uh, our characters are also thought to be like very basic shapes. So it was really interesting uh, translating uh, the concepts into 3D. We had to work a lot like um, with silhouette and clean shapes and readability. So it took us a while to get uh, to the right spot. Like we uh, we stayed a couple months, like doing like a base character to be what we we would use for all the other characters. Because if you um, if you look at our characters, they are all like, even though they are very different from each other, they all fit. Like it's like. Um, Legos. We use Legos a lot as uh, as inspiration for the game. So we have like um, the characters have like uh, uh, head, uh, torso, and legs, and you can swap. Uh, the player can swap heads and, and torsos, so you can have your own uh, character as you wish it to would be, and in, so. All the characters have to fit, just like the Lego parts. And so it was really fun making uh, uh, this this process, like having everything uh, be believable to be in the same universe. And also making it uh, very simple, like we have uh, we have very simple textures as well but they are uh, they are refined as in like we work a lot in the in the roughness detail in our our textures like we don't have um, small details on our high polys sculptures like on our low polys or the high polys because we don't want uh, uh, noise in our characters like we don't want everything to look uh, dirty or with too much details, we want uh, players to be able to, at a distance, see like uh, color spots, like uh, uh, orange hair, blue shirt, black pants. But when you look at the characters from up close, they have um, they have very detailed materials and they have like uh, cloth patterns and and all this this work done. Uh, in texturing, so that was also really fun to to develop. And uh, like as I said, the characters uh, look very different uh, amongst themselves. Like we we always had that uh, that diversity uh, intent with our characters. We we want the player to be able to be whoever they they like. So we will have like um, uh, girls, boys, uh, all different ethnicities. We have animals, like uh, one of our characters in like our our poster image is a frog, <laughs> and which which I made uh, the the 3D model for, and in it's one of my favorite characters. It was so so much fun to to make him, and I know a lot of people also liked him a lot so I'm happy me included 
he's so fun to look at. <laughs> Everyone should check it out if you didn't see the game yet. It's on Instagram and on Twitter, I think. It's at least yeah. two places I've seen all the um, clips, and it's so pretty. Like uh, the art style, I've not seen it uh, in this way translated into a game of this type, especially when you said that it's uh, with the blocks, it's similar to Minecraft, but the art style is just so polished and pretty, and it doesn't feel um, like it's on a grid necessarily. It's very organic in that sense, and that's what you don't see that much with games of this type of um, level building. Um, genre which I find amazing and what I find great that you said that you had diversity in mind from the start when creating characters because what I noticed with a lot of character creation in games that the diversity or like having different ethnicities always feels like an afterthought almost when you make the character and you change uh, specific parts of it it just doesn't feel like they actually sat down and made uh, for each ethnicity a separate model or a different like with design intent in mind it's just kind of just done it because they maybe thought after creating the whole model that they needed to include this maybe but having this in the whole development process from the start makes a big difference and I think you can see that in the characters uh, of your game as well so far what I have seen and it really pays off I think yeah yeah um there was never really um like a sit down where we said like okay are we giving characters like different ethnicities or are we just doing like the Hollywood all white cast? Uh, there was never that. Like since the beginning, we, we just had that notion that we had to do uh, all kinds of character. Like hopefully we get to show uh, one day like the, 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 the beginning of the concepting and uh, the initial sketches and... Um, People will be able to see that since since the start we have like faces that are in the game today. Like we have um, we have characters that were very very diverse, and um, uh, because um, we we've always like felt right to do this, and from like a uh, like an ethical point of view and but also uh because this is what the game is about like we want uh um a lot of options for for the player we want the player to be able to to choose what they want to be and uh see what their friends chose like uh we have uh multiplayer so you get to play with other people and um we also play like in the studio we have every week we have uh, uh, a moment to to test a game like everybody gets together and play and it is so hard to see people using the same character like we have a lot of combinations so it's fun to see what people will will choose that week so that's uh what we wanted since the beginning but we also want to keep um ourselves in check all the time like um when we have all the characters and we get to to look at them and like okay so we might need more characters with long hair or okay we have uh we don't have enough like um asian characters or something like that like we we uh, every time we, we make a new character we we think about that like we want to have balance in what we can offer to the players so uh that's also one of our pillars of design i think it's kind of like fitting also for a game 
based, you know, like, like out of Brazil makes sense. <laughs> yeah, because, I guess so. Because, like, honestly, like, um, Brazilians are so diverse. Like, yes. so, so Everybody diverse. could be a Brazilian. Yeah. Like, you two would, would For sure. just, just fine. Just fit in just fine. <laughs> and it's kind yeah. of like, like the beauty of the history, you know, also. And it's, it's kind of nice that, that that sort of approach was, like, you know, built in without you know there being so much like you know like fighting about it like it, yeah. it, it, it i'm glad that you said it felt kind of like natural to yeah. do something like this it just just makes sense and yes. you know, like i think um i think lots of people are going to be able to feel that energy and be able to feel you know kind of more or less taken care of because they know that they can find like an option that you know makes them feel like themselves and i think that's that's very important to have have things like that because you know games are you know uh they're a way of escaping for like so many people you know and in order to sometimes fully project yourself into this world where you're just like having fun and fooling around like it's nice to have someone who looks like you you know um so yes. it's really nice that like developers are thinking about it in that way and that you know projects are you know, getting off the ground that are doing things like that. I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, uh, we are very excited uh, to to see what's going to be like when we launch, to see the response from people and to see what they're going to create and what they're going to ask, because we obviously know that we, we have a lot to offer and people will... Uh, make stuff we can't even imagine and like ask ask for stuff we can't even imagine the game uh, could have like because um that's a whole point of a world building game like you you offer people tools and they make stuff out of nowhere so um it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool especially for me because i i never launched a game so um <laughs> I can't imagine what's gonna be like being, uh, uh, I don't know, on a bus and the person sitting next to me is playing my game. Like, I, <laughs> I hope I get to leave that and be like, oh my God, she's playing my game. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> I'm sure it will happen. I'll, I'm pretty sure of that. I will play it at least and then call you on the webcam call and play it. Yeah, like, um, I'm really looking forward, actually, like, uh, for environment artists mm. to, to get a game, because uh, I feel like an environment artist when I, when I play yeah. it, like, I, I already got a bunch of, like, concept, concepts from, from people I try to recreate them inside a game, and it totally, it's totally doable, wow. like, it's so fun, so I, I can't wait to see what, uh, people are gonna do <laughs> that's so exciting <laughs> for sure um kind of moving on to the next topic i kind of wanted to ask you about what it's been like working with all you know the craziness of covid happening <laughs> and like um i was actually talking to you know um I was actually talking to my therapist about this and for me 
and I guess this is kind of like a, a broader question about like working at the company and then also kind of working on any sort of personal projects or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Like I found that back in March when we were doing more of like the more intense sort of lockdown stuff, I was so stressed out about everything that I avoided work. Like I avoided working on my stuff a lot for a couple weeks. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then now it's transitioned into kind of like this weird, oh my God, it's October. Uh, it felt like it was July two weeks ago and kind of realizing that a whole lot of time has passed and kind of maybe a little bit of a, a panicky sensation where it's like, like I have a lot of work to still get done. And then it's also easy to kind of sink into work right now because it's kind of the only like controlled solar sort of thing like you know what to expect like your work isn't you know like I mean like your work is it can get you sick right um if you work too hard but it's it's kind of feels like a safe place because you know kind of everything that could potentially happen with it like you know what to model and you know how to solve these problems and like how um I think in the process, I have gone a little bit far down the deep end a little bit where I am working too much because it feels so safe to just ignore everything else that's happening and just sinking a lot of time into it. And it's kind of like a dangerous situation to be in. And I was wondering like, if you had any sort of experiences like that or just how are you coping with, you know, balancing COVID stuff with getting your work done with preserving yourself with getting personal projects done like how are you juggling all of that yeah uh honestly i've been kind of the same as you like i have been uh through ups and downs like okay i'm not gonna do anything or i'm gonna do everything and i totally agree like work is is something that's like uh keeping the the routine like it's uh the one thing that i managed to keep the same as it was before like i have to clock in at 10 and i have to yeah, clock yeah. out at 7 yeah so it's the same but what about the the other the rest of the day like so many times i was in this situation that was like okay i did my work so what now what what can i do and um and it, it's kind of crazy. Um, I actually got back into therapy uh, since uh, it started. I used to, to do therapy, but uh, since I, I moved states, I moved states to, to work at Achilles. I, I didn't found any, any therapist that I liked here. So I, I just stopped because and, and when I would go back to my home state, I would just check in with her like like that that one session to to uh, to just tell everything that happened but I actually got back to therapy uh, with with the same therapist like she's doing phone uh, sessions now and it helped a lot so I recommend therapy for everybody <laughs> not just if you're feeling down um, but yeah I think um, I think it's uh, I'm I'm actually starting to get a little more used to it. Uh, I managed to to find a, a new routine. 
like I'm I'm a routine person. I actually like to wake up every day in the same time and do the same stuff. Like it it, it works for me. I know it's not for everybody, but it it works for me. So I'm a little more uh, uh, in check with like how much I work. So I don't do as you said anymore like overwork and be super tired but I'm doing I'm trying to do like a little bit uh, of everything like um, I do some personal studies in the morning then I, I get to work and after work I do, try to do some like uh, physical exercise or something I I actually do pole, dan pole dancing like um, and I got a, a pole to be to 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 use in my house like it's it's ridiculous it's in the middle of my living room and I have to like push the couch every time I use it but like we have to work with what we got now so um so I'm trying to like uh keep myself in check to to do everything as balanced as I can and uh I live alone so um so I don't have anybody in like a, a, a risk group like that. You know, it, it's dangerous to, to, to get COVID. So if I'm feeling really down or if I'm feeling really lonely, I get to, to see uh, some friends that also live alone. Uh, so even though everybody is also staying at home since March and uh Brazil is, is also like the US, so we, we are pretty much uh, one of the worst uh, countries uh, in the pandemic. But uh, yeah, I, I get to see somebody eventually, like just to, to take the edge of, uh, but also like still doing, not doing things as we used to, like we have to use masks and we have to be in like an open space and um it's it's weird but i think i'm getting used to it like it accepting that stuff has changed i yeah. think it's the first step <laughs> yeah definitely yeah it's it, i feel like it's it's the first step and it's also like the hardest step i think yes. <laughs> yeah um and i think it's kind of why i initially had a little bit of like frozen in fear kind of like feelings like I mm -hmm. didn't really want to go anywhere I didn't want to go to the grocery store or anything like that um and you know having some sort of social interaction even if it's little has done a lot for me in the past you know um, couple months, um, being able to hop into a voice chat with some friends and just hang out or oh, yeah. like mm -hmm. hang out with them while I'm working on something and just listening to them talk sometimes or listen to them, you know, fool around and laugh with them. It's very healing, um, especially in a time where you feel kind of separated from, you know, kind of everything. And it, yeah. it's easy to, and it's very, very easy to feel like you're alone in all of this. Um, and I think, mm -hmm. you know, finding any ways to safely, you know, um, connect with friends yeah. or, or family members or whatever um, really matters a lot right now because I know it's it's helped me so much, you know, even though I'm still like, you know, 
ironing out certain wrinkles with, you know, the problems that I'm having right now. It's, it's, it's nice to have, you know, again, kind of like that community aspect kind of coming back yeah. to that. Like it's, it's important to have that community in, a, in, in some capacity for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think like finding support, as we said earlier, finding support where you can and um, like always trying to be, active with the people around you helps and um yeah like like doing things safely yeah. because i see a lot of people just ignoring everything like people are just pretending it's not happening mm -hmm. and i honestly can can't do that like i feel like trying to do something as we did before kind of feels empty now yeah, yeah. like I don't know, like uh, going to eat in a restaurant. Like I, I just can't feel comfortable no, doing it. Like, and and I think uh, people who are like not accepting it, it at all, uh, it might be taking a toll bigger on on them yeah. than people that are like, okay, so this is what it is now, and I have to do my part, and I have to be patient. And uh, I have to, like, take care of myself and the people around me as much as I can. But, like, there's nothing we can do about it except, like, trying to be safe. For sure. So, sure. Uh, Managing those expectations again, you know? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> talking to some people is just, like, like the, the conversation of, like, you know, when are things going to get back to normal sort of come up? And I've already just kind of locked into the mindset that it will probably not like i joke about it like if someone was like oh man i wish you could come visit in the uk it's like okay yeah sure i'll see you in 2025 um <laughs> or something like that but something like this. but like maybe it yeah. just might be, might be um, or, or, or even like at the at the earliest i feel like um kind of accepting now that like i we might be in a similar sort of spot until everyone can like get a hold of it for another year or whatever and kind of like yeah. thinking to myself like accepting that now kind of makes me feel not as um you know like maybe stressed because there's like a little bit of like acceptance about it where it's like okay so this is what it is what can I do with what I have right now like just yeah like, do the best you can with what you got like always you know and kind of just yeah. try to make it work in a healthy way um and giving your grace giving yourself grace like kind of along the way as you go through it because we're all kind of like we're all in the trenches together like if anything this, yeah. this has made me feel very connected to you know all of my friends more so than before because it's like mm -hmm. we're experiencing a lot of similar things right now yeah, I actually got back to being in touch with a lot of people that I haven't been in touch with in a long time, like friends that I uh, that live uh, uh, abroad. I, I started talking to them again because everybody's doing everything online. So um, uh, I think reaching out to people is it's really important right now. Yeah, it's very reassuring to know you're not by yourself in this. Because like when it started the whole thing at first, I didn't even think it'd be that bad because I'm pretty much at home all the time <laughs> before that even, <laughs> so it wasn't a big change. But it did take a toll on me over time to not 
even have that once a week uh, I don't know a restaurant trip or going to the town a bit and that mm-hmm. but I don't do it anymore and I'm okay with it like you get used to it as you said it's just a matter of accepting it uh, soon enough and finding another way to keep yourself busy in a way but also not too busy because then you might get into the habit of uh, overworking and thinking yeah. that just because you're at home right now you need to be productive uh-uh. 100% of the uh-uh. time and that yeah. that's like something I've been doing for quite a while in the past months and it just didn't end well because that's yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, uh, yeah. That's pretty bad. But then it's also nice because then you can still reach out to other people because everyone's experiencing something similar in some way anyway. So now is the best time to open up and be like, okay, I don't have to deal with this by myself entirely because uh, people will understand it and will uh, maybe help me in some way if I just talk about it. For sure, for sure. Um, So like kind of wrapping it up, if we can, if we can attempt to wrap it up. I am hearing kind of again which is kind of nice that there is always this sort of like in the episodes that we've released so far there's always been some sort of like a community aspect that comes in yeah and mm-hmm. getting support from those around you uh seems to be kind of like a key theme in everyone's you know success stories like everyone had um support in in some way and it, it kind of just goes to show that if you think you can do it by yourself then you're kidding yourself and you should find some help you know um I I again like I know that I started getting a lot better at what I do when I started you know um being around other people and you know getting encouraged from them um so that's kind of what I'm hearing is just like like find find your find your group of people and your your friends and you know let them let them support you because sometimes it can be kind of hard to you know, admit that you need help with certain things when you really do. Um, so okay. that's kind of what I'm hearing a lot, um, which is which is great. Love that. That's so positive. It's so, <laughs> yeah, it feels good. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's really exactly. Yeah, I think it's really hard for people to to ask for help and like uh, not feel small by mm-hmm. doing it. Like yeah, and and I love asking for help. I love asking everything. <laughs> because it only helps us like yeah. honestly like um there's a, a great book that i love by amanda palmer i don't know if you guys know yeah. her uh but for those who don't she's um uh, basically a, a rock star and uh, uh internet uh famous persona and she's also the wife of neil gaiman um, but she wrote this this book is called the art of asking um and it's it's uh it's her biography autobiography and she talks a lot about how she uh got her her career by being helped by other people and helping other people like she would be very vocal um online about her her uh, her experiences and when she would go um perform in a uh, in a city she would be like hey i i need uh, like a place to stay in in this city that i'm going like can can every can everyone um uh, like help me find it like she would like uh couch surf like in exchange for uh tickets for her shows uh she would invite fans to play at her her shows so 
it's it's a very impressive uh, journey of how she became huge and just by like opening up and being in touch with her fans and exchanging and uh how how is it like um it it's a hard process to to be so open like uh it can like you're you're letting people hurt you if if they want to but you're trusting them not to so yeah. uh i think uh, i think it's really interesting I, i really like this book and it speaks a lot to to artists like how mm. how we 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 can be very very absorbed in our own doubts and yeah. not see how opening up can can help us grow and help other people grow with us That's really interesting. It really applies to how you're working inside a team as well and being open to asking questions. And I found that really mm -hmm. interesting. We touched upon that earlier that you have maybe these expectations on yourself, but you shouldn't be worried because in the end you have to get it done somehow and people will help you along the way to get it done too. You're not by yes. yourself in this. So being open from the get-go is um, really easy to get into that mindset quicker as well, I think. Yes. Uh, sometimes I think people uh, feel like they are in a competition, like they have to be better than others, but it's not like that. Like you will grow so much more when you're collaborating because yeah. eventually everyone just just wants the same thing. Yeah. The uh, like in a project, like like in a game, everybody working there just wants the game to 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 get done yeah. and be cool. Yeah. Yeah. And. So you you don't need to like uh, show up one day with everything ready like exactly. not how it works. No. So yeah, I like not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm like 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 processing things. Like try, I um uh trying to get out of the mindset of I know I said we were wrapping up. That's really funny. Um, guess we're not. Uh, <laughs> um, trying not to. I'm, I'm not in a hurry. Like I can talk about it for ages. Oh, man, uh, just kind of like thinking about you know, um, I think so, you said something about like competition and things like that. Like not feeling like you have to beat everyone else, and it totally makes sense in a collaborative sense for sure because you are a team. But even sort of like in a not collaborative sense, I think. Um, Like I, I absolutely have fallen into the trap of being jealous of other artists, kind of like in a mm -hmm. bad way, like in like a in a more toxic sort of way, toxic to myself, um, not yes. to other people, because you know we keep that inside all the time. <laughs> um, but it was it, it was kind of like uh, like kind of thinking to myself about you know why I felt so com. Like not necessarily competitive, but just so jealous of other people, which I guess like, I don't know, for depending on the person, it can take sort of the competitive route. And I just found that I wasn't necessarily happy with what I was making. Um, and I wish that I, and I was wishing that I was making something like this person that I was jealous of, mm -hmm. um, jealous of their skill or whatever. And mm -hmm. I found that um, like, if I made sure that whatever I was working on was something that I was excited about, then it was easier for me to not 
really worry about what other people are doing. Yeah, um, and it kind of let me appreciate what they were doing a lot more because like I don't know like like that's their thing like they like to do x y and z and that's really cool however the thing that I'm working on is also really cool and you know it it, it makes it it t- it changes it from a, a from a toxic sort of feeling and more into sort of like an appreciative sort of feeling you know where you know, you can appreciate someone else's work, but still also appreciate your own. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of, it can be kind of hard to do that because you're so like, whether this sort of rhetoric is coming from college or whatever, or someone on the internet giving bad advice, but it can always feel like, like you're always told about how hard it is to sometimes find work and how competitive it actually is. And it kind of feels like you have to be, you know, like neck and neck with everyone else and kind of like fighting other people for you know any sort of like recognition when it actually is more healthy to kind of like you know just make sure that you're doing something that you're excited about and kind of focusing on your own growth and just making sure that the like if this if this asset that I'm making is at this level then trying to push it a little bit more the next time without thinking about you know like what someone else is doing on Twitter, you know, like, like thinking yeah. about it that way has helped me a little bit. Um, yeah, I think yeah. in the end, uh, we all just can coexist. Like, it's not that just one person can get yeah. something. And that means that the other person won't. That's yeah, there's not like a limited pool of success. Right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's, I can't have it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think that's what we get. She yeah. took the last spot on success. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't get in anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what like kind of gets maybe um, supported through maybe social media because you see all oh, X, Y, and Z gets that many likes and followers. So um, mm-hmm. that means they're better than me or they're wor- I'm worse or like vice versa. And it's just very unhealthy over time to think about that like I've done that for a long time too and it's just gotten to a point where you're not happy about what you're making and you try to like think about oh what am I supposed to make that people will enjoy and at the end like people telling you oh you need to make x y and z to get a job like don't do art in this style or don't do environment art or character art because it's it's not enough jobs in it like you hear this so many times that it gets to a point where you get confused like what am I supposed to do then there's so many limitations <laughs> yeah. and things but at the end of the day like I've said if you just do what you're actually excited about and like you want to work on that I'm sure people will see that in your work too that it doesn't look like you're forcing yourself to yeah meet somebody else's expectations like it should be something that makes you content with the work you are doing and yourself and that it doesn't feel like you're doing it for somebody else necessarily yeah uh, yeah, expe- uh, speaking from experience, like this one, and here I'm pointing at Jasmine, like she, <laughs> that unreal scene you made, <laughs> like it, it triggered everybody I know, like really? it's so good, <laughs> it's so insane that people are like, I can't, I can't, she, she did it, like she did it, it's so good, Every nothing I will ever make will be that good, and don't take it like the wrong way, but it's, <laughs> it's what you're talking about, like it's amazing work, and it's online, and everybody sees it, and everybody wants to be uh, that good, but um, everybody has their journey, like you have your journey, and um, and it, it's, it's like... Uh, it's it's natural for us to to compare yeah. with ourselves with others like 
uh, we live uh, in, a, in a system that it's always telling us we have to get better. So, um, but not everybody at the same time and doing the same things. Like everybody has their own pace. Yeah. And as you guys said, like as long as you are doing what you uh, what you think it's good for you and what you think uh, will help you grow, like you you don't need to look at other people uh, with jealousy. Like you need to look at other people as like people who can help you grow. So, but but I think it's it's something we have to actively work through. Yes, like it's 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 a struggle for sure. Yeah, it's something you have to learn. Like I think it's a skill you have to learn, and it's a continuous learning process. Like it's not something you can yes. just be like, okay, from now on, I'm never gonna compare myself to anyone ever again. That's it. <laughs> like that's not gonna, no, yeah, uh, we gonna have, work. And... Yeah, we have like low points. Yeah. Like for some reason, you're feeling a little insecure. Yeah. And you see something, and it makes you even more insecure. Yeah. Like you're starting compare. Yeah. Uh, it, it it goes up and down. Like it's uh, you can't be one hundred percent like uh, secure yeah. with yourself all the time. Yeah, for but, sure not. Because uh, what you just you can't let it stop you. Exactly. Because I like, just putting that out there. What you just described by my work, it sounds like you're talking about somebody else almost to me. Like it's I'm not mm -hmm. associating myself with these things <laughs> so it's uh, always very alien and almost like oh, that, I, I didn't do this I didn't make this I'm not this and it's like it's very hard to grasp and I think we touched upon that in other episodes as well it comes back to imposter syndrome your own expectations yeah. versus yeah. other people's <laughs> expectations and it gets like into this uh, whole mess where everything comes together and you know, it's getting hard to like pull these things apart and actually naming them by what the issue is you're having with your own work or how you think about it so but it's still good to hear that other people enjoy your work anyway and that's one positive side of social media or having these support groups of friends that tell you okay no you're on the right track you're doing well don't worry about it it's, it helps yes. to fight against that mentality as well yes. yeah don't don't feel like uh <laughs> like that like everybody here is great you and ash have great great work and I'm, I'm really happy to be able to be talking to you guys because i Aww. admire you oh, it's, it's very mutual <laughs> yeah for sure no, it's, it's true it's, it's, it's kind of great to have, you know like like um like doing this podcast is very like kind of like a two-way street where i definitely um you know have like I feel like we definitely have like a mission with it but then also for me personally it's also about like getting to know people that I wouldn't have gotten to know otherwise and just kind of like hearing your mm -hmm. perspectives and kind of like taking whatever lessons that they bring me yeah. because you know like it's like like even though we're you know like hosting this this podcast is not about us like it's not like oh man it's time to get on a on the podium and talk about our lives or anything like that it's, it's very much mm -hmm. so like listening to people like you yeah. you know share their experience and kind of like finding like the positive sort of takeaways in it and so yeah like like obviously we are very happy and honored to have you be a participant on the yeah. uh, <laughs> podcast um and uh yeah thank you so much for joining us super awesome to have yeah, you thank on. you guys 
Thank it was really me. fun. I never done a podcast before. So ah, yeah. You're natural. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm no longer a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, kind of like uh, to wrap up for real this time, you can find Louisa on Twitter and ArtStation. Uh, we'll be including the links to her social medias in the description box below on whatever you're listening to us on. And also we'll include, you know, some links to your game as well so that people can follow the Twitter account and kind of keep an eye on it for when it finally, you know, like comes out and, and drops and we can all have fun yeah. together. Um, so, yeah. yeah, we have a lot to show yet. <laughs> We're looking forward to it for sure. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on again. It was an absolute honor. And to anyone listening, if you would like to suggest someone to join us on an episode of this podcast, someone who's a great positive force within their community, along with being great at what they do, please send us an email at allinclusivepdsct at gmail.com. That's all inclusive, no spaces, pdcst at gmail.com. There can be a 2D artist, 3D artist, community manager, someone who's in QA. We just want to have anyone on here. Please um, send us our suggestions. We can't wait. For sure. Um, like like Jasmine said, you know, like anyone is really okay. So as long as you think they're cool and they have a cool story to tell exactly. and have like a positive sort of aspect to bring and share with everyone, please send us those suggestions. Um, and I would like to thank you for joining us again for another episode of All Inclusive. Thank you for listening up until this point. It's been kind of, you know, like a, a really fun side project for Jasmine and I. And I think it's going pretty well so far. Um, and we hope that you have as much fun listening to us talk as we do talking. Um, and you can kind of find us on a couple different social media channels. And uh, you can find these links in the description box below or the main page of whatever you're listening to us on and we are on twitter youtube and spotify right now uh, thanks again and we hope you'll join us for another episode of all inclusive